0: Hey, I'm here with Jeff Ferguson from Fang Digital. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, thanks for joining
1: me. So Jeff, tell everyone about a little bit about your background. Uh, sure, so I, I've actually been uh, doing this for over 20 years now. I actually got my start back in 95 right out of school, um, kind of like fell into it. I, I kind of uh, came out of school with degrees in uh, computer science and marketing, uh, completely by accident. It sounds like I knew what I was doing at the time, but like nobody was actually thinking about internet stuff back then. Um, you know, I'd actually uh, started interviewing at a bunch of companies way back then, figuring originally I wanted to be a copywriter and uh, everybody kept asking about this internet thing, what do you know about this internet thing, whatever it is, and I said, I don't know about the internet thing, nobody knows anything about this internet thing. And uh, then I got my first student loan bill, and then the next interview I said, I know everything about the internet, I am an internet expert, um, <laughs> and so went down on that, got a job as a webmaster, had my first gig, and, and uh, kind of just over the years has really kind of grown it from being, um, you know, a little more, more technical to something that is, you know, really a, a, a true marketing role, um, you know, I was the first of my kind um, as far as like the director of digital advertising for companies like Hill Notels Corporation and Kimberly Clark, uh, Napster, Local.com, things like that. So like, you know, we've been there forever. Um, I opened Fang about six years ago um, after really kind of getting tired of the way that I saw um, a lot of companies were being treated by advertising agencies, where um, you know, and, and it still happens today. Actually, like our new client, we're about ready to land here, is uh, uh, completely taken advantage of by the agency, where they, you know, they weren't giving him any reporting, they weren't telling them what was going on. They're, you know, they they actually didn't even give him access to his own account. Um, so that kind of stuff still happens all the time. It happened a ton back then. Um, people running in and, and making SEO or search or social or anything like sound like it's some kind of like dark art and uh, you know, and we and we hated it. So we we've kind of divided this agency around the idea of being completely transparent, completely open, uh, completely demystifying what this is, and realize it's marketing in a digital age. And, and a lot of people are starting to say that now, and thank goodness because it's it's really the truth. Um, and same thing goes with just about anything we work on. When we when we do SEO work for people, we basically said, Hey, look, SEO really isn't any kind of magic. It's a collection of tactics that you should be doing anyway because you own a website in a time when search engines exist, right? You you should be just it just should be part of the way that you do business. It should be part of the way your organization works. And we've done it for companies like Sony. We've done it for companies like the Smithsonian. And, and um yeah. It's been a completely fun ride. We're we're loving every minute of it and, and uh uh, you know, now I'm kind of going on my world tour of speaking this summer. So, and, and uh, you know, starting off here in San Diego for the, the first pitch. And, and then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be doing uh, stints in Sydney, Australia, and, and uh, Simpo in Miami, and London at the end of May for SMX, and, and uh, um, really just running the gamut. So, it's uh, it's, it's, it's a fun ride. I, I love love every day about owning this business. So. Awesome. Let's get right
0: into it then. So... There's something interesting about Jeff. He hates
1: email. <gasps> Tell us why you hate email, Jeff. So hate is probably a strong word, but I, <laughs> what, I, what I think the problem with is is that I think it sucks more than people give it uh, credit for. Um, you know, the you know you've got this medium that's been around for as long as the internet has been around for whatever, and you've got all these great metrics to it. And one of the one of the key metrics that everybody looks at with email is open rate, right? And somehow we've all convinced ourselves that like the the usual open rates that people are we're getting these days, which usually average anywhere between like 15 and 28 percent, for you know according to um, uh, Mailchimp and things like that, is you know like well that's good. That's a good open rate, you know, and they they call it good because that's close to the average. But in reality, that means like it's failing like you know 70, 80 percent of the time. And you know any other medium that we're working on right now, like right now there's a, like a you know, not right now, but for like the last five, six years, there's been a big push in uh, display and video for viewability. And you know, people are demanding 70 to 80% viewability rates, otherwise they kill campaigns and they throw them out and they, they're demanding make goods or whatever. And meanwhile, you've got the inverse of that running around in email right now, um, where like 70 to 80% of the people don't even see your emails, they don't even open them up. And um, and everybody's okay with that, right? And even then, I, that number is probably inflated thanks to mobile, um, because the way people generally read emails on their phones, they you know they'll open it up and they'll just kind of like keep deleting it. They'll scroll to the next one, scroll to the next one. Anytime that opens up, that's an open, right? And it's counted against that stuff, and it's completely worthless. So, but. Yeah, so you think people are accepting mediocrity when they
0: buy into email? I do, and
1: especially in the sense there's there's other ways to do these things. There's alternative ways to actually like approach what you're actually trying to solve with email uh, that are out there. And you know, while still using that great email database that you've got, there's other cool things you could be doing with it that are just as powerful or even better. That you know that maybe you pay a few pennies for, just like you are with email. Um, but well, you're but you've actually got way better metrics. You can track things way better. You know people are seeing them. You're doing it in places where they. Already, you've got a ton of other options for creative and things like that. Um, it, it's just crazy powerful so Well, now that you've set up the perfect segue, that's,
0: that's tell us for. about <laughs> what other things that they can use that are better than email marketing.
1: So one of the things we you know, like brought up, and, and uh, you know, we met at the uh, you know national conference on uh, small business digital marketing and things, and, and we did a speech there where we we're talking about custom audiences on Facebook and um, and uh, client uh, list on uh, Google AdWords. And the idea is, is there, you know, where you can actually take these existing lists that you've got, you can upload those into the system, both Facebook and AdWords will turn around and match them up to their existing audiences. So they go like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> um, and then you can turn around and actually like target those people again on those individual services. And then once you've actually been able to do that, you can turn around and say like, hey, look, um, you can drop any message you want on them. And, and this time what we were talking about where, where most people are doing that now where they're using it for things like retargeting remarketing and things like that. And usually it's for things like lead nurturing and, and you know and other types of things. But the really cool thing is is that you can actually use it for customer onboarding. All right, so you've actually already landed this person, and right now you're you can use that email list as a way to actually like help improve your retention, uh, reduce your churn, um, and actually do the same steps that you would usually do for like your drip campaign or your or your usual onboarding kind of methodologies that you do for anything, um, and actually instead use that same messages and actually put it on Facebook, or you can actually like put those messages in your Google AdWords ads and actually drop that message. So say you're wandering around Facebook, you've got somebody that just joined you know, like maybe it's a SaaS service or it could be anything, right? You know, it could end. You've already probably developed all this great content to help people onboard, whether it be videos or infographics or step-by-steps or whatever it is kind of thing. And, you know, meanwhile, nobody's seeing it. you got 80% of your audience that isn't even opening the email that's introducing these people to it. Meanwhile, you take that same content, you push it out on a Facebook post that's targeting that same audience right in the step sequence that they are. Um, You drop that video right there, whatever it is, and you know they're looking at it, right? You know that audience is there you're you're being charged by the impression um, and then you can take it a step further you can do some of the amazing tracking. you can do with the facebook pixel um, pull up things where you're going like hey great now i can see when they click through and actually converted what do i want to be and you've got those things in email as well but like people have to see them to get to them and this way you actually know you've got a better chance of seeing them um, and then when on the uh, on the AdWords side of things, you can actually use those same messages, so it's the same trick, basically. But you know, most people you know, and, and most people that have done anything with AdWords before, notice that one of the things you have to account for is people searching on your own brand. Um, but the real problem you run into is like, actually, after you've landed them already, people are lazy, you know? Like, they, they know what your URL is, they know how to find you, yeah, they're still typing your name into Google, they're still clicking on one of your paid search ads to get to you, so, um, you know, and you could technically use the same custom audience, list to exclude those people and just not show them an ad at all or you can take it a step further and basically say hey look I know this person is a customer already I know this person is stepping through the process of being onboarded what message can I drop on them while they're in an environment so like imagine the next ad you get is basically I don't know maybe you're a, a music service or whatever it's kind of like hey it's an invitation to go did you know you can actually create custom playlists do you know that you can make your own radio stations do you know you can actually share this with friends all these different things where you're actually just kind of like dragging them through it and and you know, and whatever customer onboarding flow that you've developed, right? You've probably used some like great data-driven uh, things in the back end to determine like who, you know, out of all the people that hang around, who have, have my best customer lifetime value. Um, they always do these type of things. And you go, great, push those things out on social media, push those things out on AdWords, get them in front of people when they're actually looking at them, and you you've got them, right? You finally got them. You know they're seeing them. You can know you can take advantage of them, and you're getting it for pennies versus like uh, for email, which if you probably did the math. Uh, as like how much it's actually costing you to send those emails out with that crappy open rate and Mm -hmm. instead looked at it based on people that actually saw it not just on the people that did like the amount of emails delivered but the actual number of people that actually opened it up it's probably way more expensive than you think it is Right, you've just never bothered to do the math because, meanwhile, you're looking at your bill every month and go like, "Oh, the cost per delivered email is only like these pennies or whatever it is," but in reality, if you looked at opens, it's probably dollars, and it's suddenly starting to rival anything you could do anywhere else. Mm. So, uh,
0: obviously, email plays nice with CRMs and other sort of uh, long tail lead generation. Mm-hmm. So, Facebook yet yeah, doesn't really have a, have an API tie into any sort of uh, CRM so how
1: would you s- not directly yet and, they, and I think that's actually and if somebody develops this give me a call you know, figured out we were, when we were at the conference. I said, "Hey, look, if you're the guy that runs out and figures out this completely system, you know, at least give me a nod, maybe some stock later on." But it, it's really you've got these great systems like uh, like HubSpot or you know or Info InfoSoft or whatever it is that have actually like figured out how to do these completely great automated drip uh, campaigns or whatever it is. They're you know they handle everything for you, you can set it up, it just works right. You can do other things, but there's not an equivalent yet um, when you're trying to do this on Facebook, or whatever. So you, you've got a. Uh, it's a little bit more manual process so there are times where you really have to think yourself through and say great you know how do I do this thing so maybe you're you're doing manual uploads into um, you know Facebook maybe it's only once a week or once a month if you you know if you've got like the the smaller list or whatever it is same thing goes with the others and you're you kind of have to time your um, your ads a little bit different so maybe they're not in the same sequence that you've done before but maybe you kind of use it as a rotation Um, you know if you if you wanted to get really creative on the Facebook side you could do a sequence and really set the ads up to where it's like from this week to this week it's going to be this ad, from this week to this week it's going to be that. Um, but it's complicated, it's tough, whatever it is. you know, is. We've, we've had clients that we've we've developed this on where they have taken advantage of the APIs that are out there. So, you know, we, we've seen them where Facebook's got its API, uh, AdWords has got an API, the AdWords has also got AdWords scripts, a few other things. You've got some really big players like Gmail, um a few others out there that have their own API systems and you can get these guys to all talk to each Together, but it's something you're going to have to invent to get it done, right? Mm-hmm. So you pretty much have an orga- have to have an organization that's big enough that it makes sense to develop that kind of thing to it. And we've seen a few, or we've walked a few through. We didn't develop it because that's just not our business. But um, you get a large enough organization that's maybe like an entertainment company that's trying to like walk people through, um, you know, a new service or whatever it is. That stuff can get done. But like, I-, I think it's only a matter of time before somebody figures out to where you go. We can do this. We can make these kind of things work. And I, you know, and I'm hoping it's somebody like an infusion sauce or Hubs off or whatever that, that already has that kind of thinking in place. It's just a matter of like, great, we've just got one more place we can do it.
0: So with emails, we can obviously do segmentation, which is say like only send a certain email to people who have opened the last five campaigns, etc. What is there any sort of segmentation you can do with Facebook ads and custom
1: audiences, or? There, there, there's kind of both ways, right? So that same kind of segmentation you've done with your email list already, like you can still do that, right? So the and once you've got those lists broken out, it's a matter of like, great, just download that chunk and give that to Facebook. So you'd have to do a segmentation,
0: do yeah, beforehand, through. whatever it is, okay. yeah, and, they, and then
1: technically you've got a. a Additional segmentation opportunities with the Facebook ads or the uh, AdWords ads themselves. So, uh, you know, with Facebook, you've still got all your regular targeting that you're used to, where it be interest or it be demographics or geographics or whatever it is, and so you've still got those kind of things that you can do after the fact mm-hmm. that will actually like mellow that down a little bit. Um, AdWords, you can do that with keywords, right? I mean, it's just a matter of like how you actually want to approach these things, and um, sometimes it actually means for some like much more creative things. So we, we've seen that, like I said, with the customer onboarding thing with AdWords, you can do that segmentation to where you've got your ad groups kind of like set up and when people are actually searching for like maybe it's your, you know, it's your product name or your company name and that feature, you can basically say, okay, like I know they're really looking to do this in the first place. That's where you hit them an ad for that service and make sure you really find it. But you're, you're hyper targeted, right? You're exactly telling them the message you want to do um, and not just giving them some generic ad that is really designed for acquisition. But you've already acquired them, so you, you like you just completely wasted that. But they're going to click it on anyway because they're, that's just what they do, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Because it's right at the top of the ad And the way Google looks these days, like the entire top four, the locations are all ads, and nobody thinks there's organic anymore. Now you can actually like saying, "Hey, this is actually getting the job done." So,
0: I think uh, to add to your points, I think that Facebook custom audiences is just such a powerful tool mm. that I believe is underutilized by most small business owners because agree, you can. Yeah also use that to push out content. You can also say, okay, we already have customers. We already have a customer database of active customers and clients. Mm-hmm. Why not use that to push out some certain content to certain ones? Yeah, absolutely. And
1: in that only that's really almost a form of onboarding if you think about it. Right? You've already landed this person a customer. Uh, you know, you're in that case pushing that content out. Maybe you're doing it to eventually upsell them. You know, it's the idea of like, hey, look. I mean, in our case, we're, we're agencies, so we, we put the. You know, we picked them up as a paid search client. You know, have we drilled it into their head enough that they they can do so? Social media with us had you know that they could do um, in just about anything to it. Like there's other opportunities to do that, and you can do that with just about anything. I mean, we've seen great examples online where um, you know that that flow is really talking about. Um, you know, like maybe they're they're an online grocery store and you're, you know, these people are already coming back on a regular basis to order their groceries and do whatever it is, but you've got a whole other line of food, like you've got cutting boards, you've got recipe cards, you've got whatever it is, all these things existing out there, but people never dig that deep because it's a really specialized way Mm -hmm. to do it, and you can only do so much upselling like while they're in flow. But meanwhile, like, you know know this person's a fan already, you hit him with another ad after the fact, and basically said, hey look, here's this on top of it. we're you see over and over again there's there's countless ways to do upselling for things, but meanwhile I think retargeting is actually, uh, it's almost getting abused, I think it's like it's actually, it's not at its full potential in the way that it's being used now which is like, it's it's getting used for like cyber stalking, where people hmm. will come to a website they'll they'll look at something they won't buy, and then that ad follows you around for days on top of it, and meanwhile you probably have bought it elsewhere, but you just didn't buy it there, so it's weird, and I go, that like, gets really wasted I think it's probably uh, very expensive, uh, very costly, and, and it not living up to the full potential of what this medium could do.
0: I can share one quick story of how we've used uh, remarketing campaigns through Facebook. It is you have a Facebook ad. Bring them to a landing page, and then if they didn't buy, hit them with a the remarketing campaign of the well, what they looked at, but at a different price point, different yeah. sales point, a cheaper price point. So even if they bought it, they can buy it again with a discount, and if they didn't buy it, it's now it's more encouraging for them to now come back. Yeah. And I think it's a little stocky that way and more valuable. What do you think of something like that, or do you have any other? Ideas? I've seen I've
1: seen that get done before. Uh, the other one I really liked, and again, this is with the idea of like the, the, the customers like they're already a customer of yours, um, and you but you can do it within the ad words thing. So, and it's something where you're selling something people that that people will buy repeatedly. So it's not something where it's like, hey, it's a one and done. It's the mm. idea of like, hey, look, these you know we're selling I don't know popcorn or something along those lines. You can actually hit this person again, and when they're searching on like your brand terms because they just they know you already whatever it is. Usually, like, if it's somebody that actually wasn't all in the system already, you would actually hit them with um, one offer that maybe is, like, a higher discount because you're really trying to get them in the door for the first time. Mm. But you've got that return customer coming back in the door. You don't want to give them that same big discount on, like, that maybe you want to bring it back a little bit because you know they're going to buy already. You know, you do the math on the side. In this place, you've already spent a bunch of money to get them in there. Where you don't want to spend even more money to do it again and then give them a discount, right? So And they feel like yeah. they're getting a deal. Exactly. And they're still getting a deal. It's just a different deal, right? And it's just the kind of the way it works, So. And um, you can do that anywhere. I mean, you can do it on AdWords. You can do it on Facebook. You can do whatever it is. But it's like there's ways to take advantage of this type of stuff. And again, it's that same segmentation you talked about. It's like, hey, we've got one list that's all people that, that are uh, subscribers or buyers or whatever it is, and there's a whole other list that aren't. Um, and we just, it's just different ways you can talk to these same people, and you can just go all day with these things.
0: Awesome. Um, so since remarketing, since we're on, we've uh, moved over to that. With remarketing, you can program out uh, to hit them over and over and over again for X number of days. Uh, At what point do you think that that remarketing subscription, so to speak, should expire, generally
1: speaking? Um, you Thirty, know, it, sixty. It, it's it's so it's different for every industry, right? So we, you know, and one of the things we talked about on uh, during the discussion was kind of like, how do you set these things up? And hopefully you make that decision uh, based on data, right? And we we had brought that idea up before. Is kind of like, you know, how often do you actually hit them with the message at all? You know, is it weekly? Is it daily? Is it monthly? Whatever it is, and and hopefully you've actually done some data behind the scenes, um, some analysis behind the scenes with the data, and basically said, hey, look, we're the point that where people are usually dropping off, right? is you wanted basically to basically catch these guys just before they jump ship, mm-hmm. right? And and where we got that original idea was when we were done, doing some work with like Napster and a few other subscription services, and we did this great analysis to basically say, hey, look, these customers that have been around for, you know, for like years or whatever it is, they're our best lifetime value type customers. And we knew that, you know, the the good the traits that we saw in those people were that they use certain features over and over again. And that's how we came up with that, that onboarding, kind of like that step and repeat. But it wasn't just based on like a random timing kind of thing. It was a matter of like, great, give them one every every week or whatever it is. It was a matter of like, when is it that they actually start to uh, falter a little bit and there? are said, all right, now send them that message so because you got to give them time to actually like find it out on their own. But if they haven't, then you hit them again. You know, I basically said, hey, come in and do this thing. And there was actually some really creative ways you could do that to where... You know, you would actually like tag that feature in your service. If they came back on their own, then don't send them that email because they found it already. It's already fine. Take them to the next step, whatever. And that's really easy to do with uh, with email. You know, with uh, Facebook and the other ones, it's not there just yet. So you have to get a little creative with it. But again, I, I think it's a matter of like if you've got the organization, you've got somebody that can really make an API sing for you. There's probably ways to really make this work for you.
0: Awesome. So for small business. Uh... Has about 500 to 2,000 dollars a month in an ad budget. Mm. How would you suggest that they spend it? Because they don't have the tens of thousands of dollars as the big as the big players, but they still get something, and they obviously want to be efficient and yet still effective. Yeah.
1: Um, so I mean, I would I would approach it for from the idea of using these things for um, just kind of like the, just bringing them back, but it, but not in a stocky kind of way, right? It's it's again the idea to where um, you've already introduced them to the brand. Um, you know, it's a matter of like the of using retargeting, or whatever, to, to take him to the next step in your messaging strategy. Um, you know. It, it, again, it, the, I think that's one of the things where, you know, it's not being taken advantage of enough. I think everybody's kind of do it. It's like, hit them again. Hit them again with the same product. Hit them with whatever. It's like, no, they're, they're already there. They already saw that. Like, what's the next step in your strategy? And more small businesses, they're probably not e-commerce play. There's probably a couple in there, but they're usually, you know, these guys are roofers, or they're, you know, or they're, you know, they're HVAC uh, repair people, or whatever it is, or they're termite control businesses, or whatever it is. And there's, there's an onboarding process to that as well, right? You know, so maybe they've made a reservation but it's going to be like a month before you get to them again or whatever it is there's there's steps you can be taking where you can be dropping messages on them like hey here's 10 things you need to do before we show up here's this, whatever it is. So it's these kind of little messages to where you're um, you know, almost taking the place of having to get on the phone constantly and reading these guys off a checklist. Make that checklist something fun, make it a video, make it whatever it is, and step them through that process and really do it. And then they're retained, they're completely comfortable by the time you get to it. Um, you know, you've got all the information out to it, you show up that day, you get right to work, you get the job done, right? So it, it's, it's all about a matter of like there's, we were talking about this during the conference, like there's always an onboard. Right, you've always got some way to do it. Like even if you think like I'm not a SaaS service, I'm not whatever. Like you've always got an on board. You've probably just like ingested it and don't even realize you're doing it every now and then. But there's always a like a checklist that you do for any company when you're actually bringing somebody on. I mean, we've got one. We're an agency, and we're like, and we, you know, anytime we start a new paid search co- campaign or whatever it is, we've got a way that we walk people through it, and it's just the way it works. Right, but it's uh, but imagine like. Ours is usually pretty tight and it's a pretty quick turnaround. But if we had something where it's kind of like, hey, look, we can't get to you for a month, you could be just dropping that information on them over and over again. But in our case, we, we use it for the things where we're bringing up other products down the line where it's like, great, they're already a paid search company. Hey, how about social? Hey, how about this? Hey, about programmatic, right? And, it, and, it's, you know, and we do it with content. We do it with ways where, like, hey, this is a way to do things, whatever it is. And you just plant that seed. You get it in there. And doing it through Facebook and doing it through AdWords, you plant that seed in an environment they're already in right? You know, and it's, I mean, email, email, you have to, you have to interact. You have to open it. You have to read it. You have to whatever, like Facebook, it it can wander right past you. You've seen it, the video plays or whatever it is. You don't even know you've been hit. It's completely gorilla (laughs) in the way this thing attacks itself. All right. So tell us, uh, t- tell everyone where they can learn more about Fang Digital. Sure, you can. Uh, so you can find us at FangDigital.com. Uh, we're uh, we're actually in Burbank, California. Um, if you ever want to like, uh, you know, come and talk to us directly, you know, happy to take you out to lunch for a drink. And um, but uh, yeah, and you can get me directly at uh, Jeff at FangDigital.com. I'm always happy to talk to you about how we can grow your business. And
0: when he says take you out for a drink, he's really serious because <laughs> he actually won. A contest at the Aria Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Yep. Tell them the name of the drink that they should look for
1: when they're in the Aria. If you're ever in the Aria, uh, one of the bars of it, look for a drink that's called the, the Writer's Room. It was actually a variation on a really old cocktail um, back in. Was it was 2014. I think I won that drink competition back there, the, and uh, part of the deal was it became part of their their regular menu.
0: Look at that. So when he says take you out for the drink, he knows his stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining, Jeff. Thanks a bunch.